When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports book app. Joined by the great William Brad Alice. What pooch you got there to your left there, William? Uh, That's Millie Doggy Brown. All right. Is this a new one or is this an old one? Uh, We've had it for about a year. Um, Okay. Yeah, we we have four dogs and three of them we've gotten within the last 13 months. So, all right. Well, you know what? You're doing your part. Uh, our old, Ted, our old man is a whopping uh, four years old and we've had him for three. So, well, Ted Wardo thanks you for adopting his non non blood relatives right there. Well, they're so mixed. We have no idea. Maybe Ted Wardo is related to him. Maybe they can all be cousins. Right. For sure. All right. A lot of stuff's gone on with Arizona football. And I feel like right now with the way the transfer portal is, we're going to be, this is going to be basically a year by year thing. Dorian Singer announces yesterday that he's leaving. Jacob Cowing announces yesterday that he's coming back. Um, they're both really, really good players. Um, but to me, this is a win for Arizona just because you get Cowing back, who was kind of a question mark and Singer while fantastic is still, you still got two really good receivers. Yeah, I think overall Arizona is hurt, but not devastated. Um, right. The the thing I want to see is I want to see where where Singer li- lands because I don't get it. Unless his goal is to play for a national championship, and it could be, mm-hmm. or he gets some one of these ridiculous NIL deals, it makes no sense. You know, I saw something on I, I it might have been on Jason's board or might have been on on Twitter, but. Where someone's like, well, there's only room for one 1,500-yard receiver. And my thought is, who cares? You know who actually said that, William? Was that you? That was me. Okay. That was me. Well, you're all over the place, so it's hard to remember where I read you. (laughs) Uh, But here's what makes no sense. The NFL doesn't care how many yards you had. Right. No, I I, I agree. If they did, how could – what? Did three Ohio State receivers get taken in the first round last year, or was it only two? It was only only two. Only two. Uh, right. guess what? Two more are going first round this year. Right. Uh, and it would be three, but one of them's like 12 years old. Right. Um, so again, there's other stuff going on. You know, maybe the Delora thing was a bigger deal and we think, I don't think that's it. Uh, maybe he wants to go back closer to Minnesota. Okay. Um, but, he, but see, I thought that too, but at the same time he played his high school ball in Phoenix as well, though, at the one end. year. I don't know. And I don't know. And right. you know, who does it, And we've, you know, we've seen from the basketball team, it could be something as silly as a bad breakup. Right. Um, For sure. 
But if he did indeed leave because he wants 1,500 yards, not 1,100 yards, um, that's a very short-sighted move. That being said, this is the only time in the history of Arizona football you could lose your leading (laughs) receiver who's that good and not be devastated. Well, because it's the um, it's the deep it's the best position on the team by a mile. It is now. There are two other moves that I think are a concern, but not devastating, and that's the lose, loss of Bars, who mm-hmm. I didn't even realize had a year of eligibility left, and um, uh, Jackson Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, they're imminently replaceable in the portal if you right. if you can land the guy. Uh, they're starters. They would have been better for depth. Uh, in a good defense, to be honest, as good as Bars has shown, he wasn't very good last year. Right. Um, Turner's always kind of been shaky. Right. Um, See, I think you... Turner's clearly. I think Turner's clearly better than Christian Young, but yeah, you know, I but don't know that that's saying a ton. He, I don't need either, to pick a cheap Is either shot. guy a starter on a really good Pac-12 defense? No. And I, I mean, Turner's no... maybe a, Turner's maybe a valuable reserve, but on a really good defense, no. And for, for Turner, assuming Arizona's trying to re- actively replace him in the portal, the move makes sense. Because if he is, and I don't think he's an NFL player, but if you have a shot at an NFL player, you can't be a third stringer at Arizona. Right. You can be a third stringer at USC or Ohio State or one of those, but you can't be be at Arizona. So that being said, I don't think Jackson Turner is going to wind up at a top 30 school. I, I don't right. think Keon Bars is. Right. Um, I'm not sure anyone else. And again, everyone's panicking. The other 12 kids, it's going to end up being about 15 kids at least. They either had a limited role next year or the next two years or had no role. Uh, you know, cool. as good as we like the the linebacker from Boston, he was a Don Brown guy. He doesn't fit right. the system. And I think right. he could go someplace and be pretty good. My guess is he winds up with Don Brown or maybe at Boston College, something like that. And he'll be a pretty good player. And we'll look back and say, okay. Uh, but he didn't fit the system, you know. Right. Wiggins couldn't earn his playing time. Um, you know, Woody Jean, I don't think was playing anytime soon. Right. Um, really, you want the second biggest loss on this team, and it's the fact that Jordan Morgan uh, declared for the NFL draft. I don't blame the kid, but at the same time, I do wonder if it's a good move, considering he's coming off the injury and probably won't be able to participate in most of the pro days. Yeah. Um, but now, again, Arizona, that, that's the beauty and the curse of the transfer portal, the way it is. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's not the transfer portal people don't like. It's the fact that you can transfer without penalty. Uh, the portal is just a fancy name for officially declaring that there's always been transfers. Right. Um, and I will say this, and then we can get on to whatever questions you have. Talking to people the last few days, I think college football could be in big trouble. How so? And it's not... College football is unique. It's regional. It's you follow these guys three or four years. Um, you know, it's not the NFL. It's not the NBA. And I think the fact you've scrapped regionality, the fact that we are going to have UCLA playing a conference road football game in New Jersey in two years. <laughs> right. Um, and now with de facto free agency, um, I think the, I don't think it'll hurt them from a money standpoint because the desire for, uh, live programming is so intense by these streaming services and networks, but I could see a lot of football fans just getting turned off. 
I mean, it's hard enough to compete at Arizona and Oregon State and Vanderbilt and Kansas, and but to have all your players poached, and then you're going to go try and poach other players. One of the things, look at who everyone loves in Arizona football. Because they're three, four-year guys. Even basketball. How many one-and-dones do people love? Right. Exactly. DeAndre Ayton's the number one pick in the draft, and I don't know a lot of people that consider him their all-time favorite player here. Top five favorite player? No. Uh, Not even top ten. Jared Bayless might have had the best freshman season or one of the top three, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. State kid. Who talks about him? But T.J. McConnell? Yep. Damon, uh, JT. Damon, JT. And, the, and obviously those guys had great – but McConnell was a very good player. Mm-hmm. But but ask more people. Who do you like? Kevin Parham, who didn't even play his final year because of injury and all that stuff, or DeAndre Ayton, the arguably most talented player to come to the program. Seven out of ten people, eight out of ten are going to say Kim. And the same thing with football. Right. As good as Dor- – Gorian Singer is a wonderful story. He would go down in the lore with Cecil, with you know Teddy, these under-recruited or non-recruited guys. He'll be a forgotten. And again, I don't think that bothers him if he plays in the league. Great. You know who he's gonna. You know who. You know who he'll be remembered much like is Andre Thurman. Yeah. And then he he had a really good year. Probably went on played in the NFL. But you don't think of Andre Thurman in the same way you think of Bobby Wade. Tyler Slavin played in the league. Didn't right. finish his career here. So, yeah. So, again, and I know, but the problem is at Arizona, you've got to build these characters. Right. You know, even Scooby Wright, who left early and barely played his junior year because of injury, is beloved here because he spent three years at Arizona. Shouldn't right. have gone pro, um, but he did, and, and that makes sense. And you know what? When he's the WWE champion in five years, you know, people will remember that. Um, right. b- but, yeah, so I think, again, college football could be in some trouble because it's going to end up being a 30-team league like the NFL. But guess what? The NFL is a better product with better marketing um, and and doesn't rely on, you know, 10 cities in the South for 50% of their views. All right. Let's uh, let, now let's talk about it. I got I got a, a little bit of a different take on the portal, but uh, I agree with most of what you're saying. But a couple things we got to take care of. We got to pay the bills here first. And OGs, here's the deal. OGs is now partnered, obviously, with PHNX. It is uh, some of the best THC gummies you will get. Now, the favorite flavors, I like the blueberry. It was given to me. I like free things. And you know what? It did the trick. Helps you get to sleep. And you know what? Um, you can. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that can utilize OGs. And as always, you can find them at your dispensary, but it must be 21 and up. Brad, do you have sleep problems? You know, I do. Well, you know what? I'm not telling anybody what to do, but OGs could be a remedy for you right there. So something to keep in mind. I've tried getting my dad on him. Um, He so far has declined, but he's also from the old school. These things are good. They're real. Check them out. OGs at at almost any of your local dispensaries. You know, sometimes it's tough to get the OGs to try the OGs. And that's the way. But you know what? One thing, though, that you don't have to worry about with the OGs is Four Peaks. The official brew of PHNX. Many people think that the Four Peaks are the four U of A big men. They're correct, but they also are mistaken. And that Four Peaks is the official brew of PHNX sports. You can go up there. They've had takeovers. They've had watch parties. They've had all kinds of good stuff right there. Check them out. 
And uh, check out the show notes and the link in the description. Four Peaks also is at the Tap and Bottle Watch parties as well. So you know what? I've just given you some uh, uh, big ups on OGs and Four Peaks. You know what? If it's good enough for it's good enough for everyone else, check them out. There's a reason that they're all taken off. What are you saying there, William? I can get. I've I have found Four Peaks at other fine uh, dining establishments in this town and have enjoyed that product, even if I haven't tried the other product. Four Peaks, there you go. All right, here's my take on the transfer portal. I am fine with guys having the one free transfer. Um, after that, though, I believe that you got to sit out a year. The reason that I'm for, for having the one free transfer is so many times you get coaches that head coaches, assistant coaches who tell their players, oh, I'll be here all four years, don't worry about it, and then within three months they're gone. I do believe the players should have more maneuverability to uh, – but at the same time, though, I also don't think that they should be able to just go from school to school to school to school. I'm for a one year pass. And then after that, you got to sit out. Do you disagree? Do you agree, William? I think if your coach leaves, I think if um, I think there's got to be a, a happy medium. Because right. honestly, let's say Singer goes to USC or Oregon or. I don't think it's right that an in-conference uh, team becomes your 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 uh, farm system, right? Um, so I would like to see. Now it used to be two years for an, but I wouldn't mind it being one in in conference, um, or I wouldn't mind you being able to block certain transfers. Uh, now when they used to block thirty-five schools, no, no. But if you want to, um, but that being said, if your coach is fired, automatically automatic transfer. If your coach leaves, automatic. Even I would say if you're a re- recruiting guy. Right. Um, and in many of these cases, and, and it's probably the case at Arizona, I don't want to disparage Jedfish, but some of these kids are transferring because they've basically been told, uh, you know, yeah. you don't have, you're not, you're not good enough. You're not nothing, good enough. Nothing personal. Um, you know, some of these guys were, were someone guys. Some of these guys were other assistants and some were, you know, guys like, you know, um, uh, what's his name? The, the running back, Drake Anderson. Mm-hmm. He was brought in to play a role, and, and Arizona got better over him. Um, right. That being said, again, and so for those guys, yeah, they should be able to transfer anywhere. And most of them are going to go to smaller schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's the it's the singers of the world. It's, um, and I don't know the situation there, but you know, you're seeing starting quarterbacks. The quarterback from North Carolina is leaving that situation. Right. Um, that's kind of again. I understand uh, Slovis leaving Pitt because they recruited his replacement. It's right. the same thing that happened to Delora at Washington State. Right. Um, the same thing that happened to Slovis back at USC. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, you know, I don't think North Carolina brought in the replacement for that kid who was at one point a Heisman contender. Right. Um, you know, I don't I don't know what's going on with JT Daniels and how that kid has eligibility. Uh, what's that, his fourth transfer? He's on the Jerry Roberts plan. You get the seventh year. But Jerry Roberts has only played at two schools. That's true. That's true. Lovis, or uh, Dave G. Daniels, is, he's literally going to go to his fourth school, right? Right, correct. USC, yeah. Georgia, Georgia, West Virginia. West Virginia. Then, yeah. Um, so at some point, we got to pump the brakes on this. But again, I think kids deserve some flexibility as well. I think it's a fine line. Just like I, I think the NIL is slightly flawed. I think right. kids deserve to make money out their name and likeness. I don't think boosters should be able to pool $5 million and divvy it up just randomly for kids. I think you should have to earn it by using your name and likeness. Mm -hmm. Um, So that means if T-Mac has a big enough name to sell some cars, 
then yes, he can he can sell some cars to Jim Click. Um, but I don't think Jim Click should just hand him a car because he really likes T-Mac. Right. He should be used in print ads and in, hey, come on down. You know, we used to do radio remotes and we couldn't advertise who we were interviewing uh, at the radio station. So we had to say, hmm. hey, we're going to interview a wildcat. We can't tell you who it is. Well, now you can say, you know, you can do the remote and, uh, you know, our good friend Justin can say, hey, come on down to Jim Click Ford, get T-Mac's autograph. And that's how right. it should work. Um, right. And there should be limits on it. You know, if you do. If you do one appearance and sign autographs for eight minutes, you can't have a car. Right. But if you do five signings in a print ad, that's worth $30,000. Okay, great. So I think we need to reel it in. That's where the NCA dropped the ball. I think a lot of these things are good, but flawed. All right. Ricky Garrett says, our good friend, Ricky Garrett, a man that backs the A to the fullest. By the way, Coach Scotty Graham, I can't totally confirm that he is part of the back the A movement like I can with Jack Murphy, with Ryan Hansen, but... He liked a back the eight tweet, and I quote tweeted a back the eight tweet with another back the eight, which he liked as well. So right now, we're considering him somewhat of a member. Again, not confirmation yet, but a man that we know is a member, Ricky Garrett. He says, hey, fellas, I know there's been departures, but I think Jed Fish is up to big things. I think if, somewhat, uh, if some of these uh, guys were decent or leaving, that means Jed has a plan. One thing, though, one thing I'm still – I still don't know totally what kind of coach Jed Fish is, but by this point in the game – I do feel comfortable in saying that he he can get talent. I would be very surprised if next year, and again, there's nowhere to go for, from up, but I, I get what I'm saying here. I would be very surprised if next year's defense didn't have a significantly higher talent quotient than this past year's did. No, I agree. I think Singer is the only guy that probably surprised, and I don't even know if it surprised them, that they would wholeheartedly want back. I think they would take bars and, and uh, Turner back. But my guess is they were probably really honest with them. Because you look at it, Brad, to, not to interrupt, but you look at it, Kangaika and Uyagalele took those minutes towards the end of the season. Those are both freshmen. They got another year left. You've got already a guy in Savea. I have no clue if he can play or not. It looks like there's a UCLA transfer you'll be bringing in in Tyler Manoa. But those two guys, I think Uyagalele and um, uh, Kangaika kind of took that spot right there. Yeah, and I think my guess is he told Bars, you can compete, but I can't – you know, we're going to bring in probably two more. I bet they bring in two defensive tackles to the portal, minimum. Agreed. To go along with those two young guys. So suddenly you're a fifth-year senior who has had up-and-down production, and they're like, well, you can come back, or you can go play it – and again, I'm going to make up a random score – Nevada, and get 75% of the snaps and try to improve your draft stock. Right. Same, probably same thing with Jackson Turner. Hey, you played okay in stretches. There, you know, you were our best safety, but our safeties were weak. Were weak. Yes. Um, they weren't good enough last year. They just know, same thing. I, you know, I've seen. I know some people like to tout Colby Cage. I like Colby Cage coming out of high school. Guess who he lost his job to? Jacob Manu. Mm -hmm. Did you see what happened to Jacob Manu today? He was no, a freshman All American. Yep. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, I saw that. So yeah. That, he scared me there for a second, no, Brad. No, no, no. no. <laughs> My point being. There, the, the there are some detractors out there who will tell you Jacob Manu is not very good. Right. Well, a bunch of coaches and media people uh, outside of the program uh, just voted him an All American. A lot of that they're looking at his numbers. I get it. Manu's not a finished product, but right now he looks better than Colby Cage in my eyes. And my guess is, long term, Colby Cage doesn't have a big role here, especially with right. Jerry Roberts coming back. Um, with some of the young guys, you know. Um, uh, oh, the, the the kid who redshirted this year is going to be in the mix now that he didn't, you know, 
didn't get a whole lot of run. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. You're talking um, about Sterling Lang? Sterling Lang, yeah. Who played a little bit, right? But he didn't right, play a little bit, yeah. But I think he maintained the red shirt too, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong there. But either way, he's going to be ahead of Colby Cage in the in the in the mix there at linebacker because they're only using two linebackers. So right. it makes perfect sense. Is Cage a guy you'd like for depth, special teams? Absolutely. But at the same time, if you're being honest with the kid and the kid's being honest with himself, Arizona just doesn't have a place for him to be a starter. And if you look at his first offer, it was McNeese State. Um, you know, where is kind of a he was kind of a your typical Sumlin recruit, not to bash on the kid, but you know, when you generally look at Sumlin players, and that's why it's been so weird looking at fish recruits, because when you looked at Sumlin guys, generally you beat out McNeese State, you beat out Tulane, you beat out. You know, with all due respect, you can get a couple of those guys a class, but you can't make classes out of it like someone did. Whereas right now, Jed Fish is clearly trying to recruit at a top 25 level. Granted, this class isn't that, but I think you're going to see a lot of stuff in the portal. Well, and, and again, the, the class isn't done either. Let's be right. honest. You you can sign more than 25 now if you have the room. So guess what? Unfortunately for Colby Cage, unfortunately for... Uh, Jalen John, who I know already announced his transfer and, and uh, you know, lines. Those are three spots that you can fill with, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, transfers or freshmen. Correct. You can sign 28-29 now if you have the room on the roster. So while there's a lot of – there's some filler in this class. I don't love this recruiting class. But if you're waiting on all those four-star guys for the two signing periods, you can do that now where you couldn't. And Arizona lost some good kids – holding off, hoping for T-Mac, hoping You know what I like about this class? They lost. And I agree with you because I think we're going to look back at last year's freshman class or last year's overall class and realize that that was one of the handful and best in school history just off the players they got. The, what I am intrigued by with this class is while it's not nearly as highly rated, all these guys are big. So it shows me that if Jed Fish is going to miss, he's going to miss with a guy like a Tylen Gonzalez who's 6'5", 270 pounds. He's going to miss on guys like that as opposed to getting the guys in here who are 6'1", 240 and hoping that they can turn out to be a nose tackle or something. So that part I at least get. They're big, they're athletic, and and they fill positions of need. Right. What are there, eight DBs or something like that in the cloud? I might be exaggerating by one or two, but – um, this isn't Rich Rod, who just refused to bring in big defensive and offensive linemen. All right. You can't sign one lineman per class. Right. Um, but sign <laughs> that's essentially what was happening. It happened many times. But yeah. sign three five eight receivers. You want to sign a five eight receiver? Great. Especially if he's in state or comes from Cal Poly or right. you know uh, a school in Texas. But in reality, you got to do what they did last year. How many six three corners did they sign last year? Two, right? I think they've got another two in the Price Sock Davis, exactly. Yeah, and then yeah. you got guys like Genesis Smith coming in at safety, six two out of Chandler, uh, Hamilton, you know, kids like yeah. that. So, yeah, I, I'd much rather go big and athletic and you take a chance on that guy. And again, uh, I've seen a lot of this let's stay local, let's stay local. You don't want to just throw out local offers to keep kids home because you're worried about losing the next Blake Martinez. But one or two per class, especially if you can sign 26, 27, is not a bad idea. Right. Um, so while I'm not going to sit there and go, you got to keep all the kids in Tucson. No, you got to keep the B. Sean Robinsons in Tucson. Correct. But if but if you pick up a Jordan Morgan every once in a while or, uh, uh, you know, uh, Flanagan Fowles every once in a while, 
yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. But if you have seven of them, right, no. that becomes but, an issue. But yeah, so with the new rules, you can roll the dice a little bit more. Um, but you can't just do what Rich Rod was, and that's get any athletic kid and think I can coach him up. Now, there were times that worked for him, but there's other times where they were woefully undermanned at key positions, most notably defensive line. All right, two things. Tap and bottle. Uh, our good friends, Scott and Rebecca, have been with us for a long time here. Tap and bottle watch party starting back up this month for Arizona basketball. We got men's and women's basketball watch parties. We'll be sending that uh, schedule out there shortly. But the cool thing about it is you can see local celebrities, people that you've grown up reading like I did, like the great William Brad Alice has shown up there from time to time. And if you want to look at a uh, potential future football players, the great Tyler uh, Alice might be there as well. Tyler's been there. What did we say? Class of 2029? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's a sixth grader. So do the math. Add six to this year. All right. So again, somewhere in there. So you could be scouting a future prospect. And I will say this. If he does become a Power 5 football player and you see him at Tab and Bottle, will he be backing the A if William Brad Alice has anything to do with it? You know, we're going to see what the best opportunities are for playing time, uh, for uh, NIL deals, right? Um, to see if dad can't get on the SID staff, right? Right, for sure. Uh, but but uh, you know, he would be, they would be, they would certainly be on the short list initially. He would correct? be second generation backing the A, yes, absolutely. Right. Okay, so that's Tap and Bottle Watch Parties. Now we've got a new, uh, we've also got a new sponsor we got to tell you about Illegal Pete's. Now I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the uh, the read right here, and it says we're excited we're excited to welcome Illegal Pete's to the PHNX family. Check out their location on Mill and Tempe. Plus, when you purchase one hundred dollars in gift cards, they'll throw you a twenty five dollar one on the house and be on the lookout for new informal happy hours with our PHNX crew. I'm going to tell you about the tap the Illegal Pete's that is literally a quarter mile from my house. Now, I've spent many times at Pete's growing up. Now, again, I haven't been there in a while. A little bit of a younger crowd, but Illegal Pete's, great food. I've always liked, uh, I've always liked it there. Uh, you got a full menu. You got bowls. You got tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, uh, full bar. You name it. They've got it. Illegal Pete's on University as well as Mill Avenue right there. I don't so want to tell out. you what to do, but I'm going to tell you what to do. Let's do it. What do you got, William? I got a tap and bottle. I'd go peruse those big fridges, uh, find uh, three or four uh, beers, maybe a cider if you're John Schuster you like, <laughs> then get two that intrigue you, mm-hmm. whether it's in a style you like or maybe the guess the can looks cool. And then I'd phone ahead and I'd order some of that illegal pizza and I'd take that home next time and have lunch, say, at, uh, I don't know, Tuesday at 1230, enjoy a, a nice yeah. refreshing cold beer. And we can tell you how to, and we can tell you, yeah, we can tell you how and live like a prince, like our friend on the east side. Yeah, we can tell you how good the food is that you're eating, and how good the beverages are that you're consuming as you watch us on there. That's how good it is. All right, before we get to a little bit, right? Before we get to a little bit of U of A hoops here, um, looking at that receiver position right now, I'm a big fan of Kevin Green. Uh, Kevin Green was really good during spring ball. Obviously, it was a numbers game. USC decommit. I'm very curious to see how he fits in next year, A.J. Jones. And I'm assuming that you're going to be getting a guy in the transfer portal as well, the Washington State wide receiver who's buddies with Delora, who caught for 700 yards. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he ends up at Arizona. Even though Singer is certainly a loss, I think that position is going to still be very, very good. 
there's another guy I think to keep an eye on, assuming he stays. And at this point, you never know. Anthony Simpson, mm-hmm. who I like. And yeah. I thought he was under – if there was one criticism of the Arizona offense other than short yardage, um, <laughs> it was the fact that basically they threw to four guys. Right. Um, I'm a big fan of being able to spread that around a lot. Again, you can be successful. But I think you know Simpson was the number four receiver, number five, maybe mm-hmm. seven if you count Wiley and those guys. And what do you have, a handful of catches this year? Right. Um, so between him, Green, Jones, I think you can make up a lot of production. Now, again, I don't want to discredit what uh, Singer was. Singer was spectacular. And he, he looks like an NFL receiver. You might have been able to argue from game one to game 12, he was Arizona's most consistent target. Uh, right. Cowing, I think, is the, the had the best overall season. T-Mac is obviously the most talented, and he will also benefit from this because suddenly he becomes the number two or number one target. But there's at least three other guys in the program that you feel pretty good about. Right. Um, not needing a transfer or a freshman to come in. So again, as much as Singer hurts, and it hurts, so we're not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. You can more make up for his loss than just about anyone else. The only other position I think you could make up for losing a key guy at is maybe running back. Right. Um, you know, because you've still got three, four really talented bodies there. Anywhere else you lose a guy. I mean, Jordan Morgan, not guaranteed you're going to replace him right? Um, without hitting the portal. But these other guys, you can at least replace a lot of their production. And if you can get three guys combining for what Singer did for you this year, then you're probably okay. And in a weird way, tiny bit better because you're a little harder to guard. That right. being said, if you told me today you can have Singer or you can have these other three guys, I'm taking Singer. Correct. All right. Now let's talk about a little bit of Arizona hoops here. Um, obviously rolled through Maui, looked very good, looked terrible against Utah, beat Cal, but didn't look very good. I, there's a couple of things that I think we're at this point with. And uh, I think it's fair to say that the interior of Arizona is going to dominate pretty much all season on the perimeter. It's there's more question marks for sure. And I think it starts with some athleticism and it starts with some guys who I think have solid roles, but just, quite aren't what people were hoping. And again, I think, I think Pella Larson's at the top of that list. You know, uh, uh, Tommy Lloyd said before the season that he liked him. Uh, he thought he could be an all conference guy. I don't see that. Um, I think he can be a very good defender, but his impact to me in games is far more Joe McClain. Like again, not saying he's the same type of player, but probably about eight points, two, three rebounds, a couple assists, nothing wrong with that, but he's not, that next level guy that I think some people were hoping that he would be. Yeah. And I think what has happened, I think in a weird way, they can't figure out how to mesh him and Ramey. Right. Um, because his numbers were better during those first two games. Now granted, those were garbage opponents. Right. Um, but as soon as you brought Ramey back in the mix, it almost seemed like he couldn't adjust as well. Um, right. And if it was me, I'd bring him off the bench. I'd put Henderson back in the starting lineup. Um, again, to me, as big a disappointment as Larson's been, Henderson's been a been a pleasant surprise. Henderson, to me, is if you look at it, and I've thought this from the time or for a while now, maybe Pella's just better coming off the bench. Some guys are just wired like that because when you watch Henderson and when you watch Larson against really good teams, Henderson looks better. Henderson looks more the part out there. 
Well, I think Henderson is more athletic and maybe more athletic than I gave him credit for. Again, I've, it's much like telling me you're going to throw to the tight end or a guy's going to be a, a combo forward. When you bring in these small conference transfers, I, I don't take stock in their numbers. They just right. never match. And he's not going to hit those numbers, but he, he's, he's better than advertised. You know what and I he, like about he him? every you know, part of an all-conference player from that conference. You know what he, he – the thing that intrigued me about him a little bit more than a guy like a Dylan Smith or somebody like that is that – First of all, his pops played in the NBA. That That's not an end-all, be-all, but that means something to me. But then when you look at his best games last year, and we've talked about this, but, you know, 18 and 11 against Duke, 19 and 10 against VCU, he was gen- he generally stepped up against good teams, and he was obviously the focal point of that Campbell squad. So he was a little bit different to me in that regard, but he's been a very welcome addition out there. See, I don't know about that because uh... – Dylan Smith also put up big numbers against power five teams at Asheville. Like he padded, right. he, he had, so again, I, I didn't take that into account. I was pleased with it, but right. because again, Dylan Smith hurt me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of these other guys have been, you know, they haven't all been McConnell, but right. Anderson again, better than I expected. So it's a pleasant surprise, but I have to temper that with the fact that really both Adama Ball and Pella Larson have not made the small leaps. And I, again, I didn't expect Larson to be all conference, but I expected him to be, you know, uh, Dallin Terry's offensive production. Right. right. uh, Without maybe the defensive intangibles. And he hasn't even gotten that, you know, and I thought Ball could be uh, Pella Larson. And he he hasn't quite been there. You know what I'd like Ball to do? He had some flashes though. I would like Ball to do what uh, Rick An- Ricky Anderson did during his time here. Because if you remember, Ricky Anderson, uh, his first couple of years, played sparingly. Then they redshirted him. And then he came back as a junior and a senior. I would love to see the same thing with Ball. Because I think Ball's got some real ability right here. But he just needs time. And I think that he could come back with a redshirt year. And I think he could be a real a real contributor after that. Yeah, I'm not. let's see if they have the luxury of doing that. Um, right. Yeah, you know, and that might be thing because they might need Ball to take again a bigger role next year. But you know, the other thing with Anderson is Anderson grew. Mm-hmm. Um, he came here listed at six seven, left here, you know, according to Raw. Well, according to Raz, he was seven foot, but according to most people, he was just a, a hair under six ten. So he grew into a um power forward when he came here as a small forward. Um, and he was really one of the the first great stretch forwards in Arizona behind Ray O's. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think ball definitely, I mean, the kid's young, he's 18. Um, what's crazy is I, I think I would say he's, you know, he and Boswell are both a year ahead of where they should be from age wise. You know, ball right. came here as a 17 year old. So again, he's super young. He's got a lot to go. I just hope he remains patient because I still see enough ability there that I think he can be a special player in a year, two, three. What is what is this team? Well, again, let's let me actually first let me get to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Here's the deal. All right, you can put down five dollars on an NBA game, and you can get if that team wins money line, you can get up to hundred and fifty dollars in free plays. Now, I told our good friend Saul Bookman yesterday that I would put down that money on the Suns, but. Being that the Dallas Mavericks own the Phoenix Suns, that was a big mistake on my part. Other games, though, I would probably take the Phoenix Suns. But again, you put it in, 5 bucks, you can get $150 in free plays. 21 and up, Arizona only. you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Check the show notes and the links in the description. But I would also say, with Tommy Lloyd, 
if you wanted to get some money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, I'm generally interested in the overs because even when the team doesn't play particularly well, they're still going to be getting in the 80s. So I would check that out on the DraftKings Sportsbook app as well, code word PHNX. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have touched the Suns in Dallas. Suns and almost anyone else, yeah, not for Dallas, sure. Because yeah. just, those games are just weird. Great point. Great point. Now Arizona, they um, probably not a top four or five team. I think they're about. I think they're ranked right now, probably where they uh, probably where they should be. Because um, there are again, there's some real real good aspects to this team. There's also some issues too. It's not a particularly athletic team. Kerr is not a great athlete. Um, you know, Pella Larson is a good defender, but he can't really handle the ball. There's not a huge dynamic factor to him. Um, up front, you know, uh, as great Tabellus and Ballo are great, but they're not great athletes per se. The athleticism, it's it's not next level, you know, and I think that's gonna be something that there will be times when they struggle with it. Yeah, I think there will be some matchups that give them problems. Um, you know, obviously the Utah one was weird because it just they didn't look interested. Yeah. They gave Utah a ton of open looks. They just, it almost looked like whoever had the scout scouted the wrong Utah team. Right. Um, the Cal game is less concerning to me because they were two buckets away from that being a 30-point blow. There's that stretch in the first half yeah. where they, I think they went up 18. Right. And granted, I was I was watching it on my phone as I had the Chiefs game on the on the big oh, TV. The Chiefs, what a, yeah. yeah. That was disappointing too. I was gonna but, say, right? But I'm looking, I'm like, oh, they're up 18. Next, I look down. I'm like, they're up eight. Um, so it was one of those games where they could have easily just blown it out. Didn't credit Cal, who's a lousy basketball team, but they fight. Um, but I think long term, this team is going to look far more like the team we saw in Maui than the team we saw this week. Again, playing conference games in in early December, it's just weird. It's hard to prep for. Um, so again, I'm not super worried, but yeah, you know, there are still concerns. I still think this is a team. That if they get the right draw and they play well, can, can make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. But they also just showed me that if they get a mid-major who can knock down some shots, play a little physical, slow them down a little bit like Utah did, because Utah's not a tournament team. Right. Um, but they're okay. But they're probably not dissimilar from a lot of teams that Arizona could match up in the first weekend. And uh, you know, Arizona's got to be focused and going and not and and not allow easy looks. William, what do you think about the background and the back and the name, the back the A studios that I'm broadcasting from? Good idea, bad idea? I think it's I think it's perfect. I would like to see um, Saul's crew up there, who does a great job, find you an official sponsor. So it could be the uh, something you know, something back the A studios. The Tedwardo's uh, <laughs> hair care product back the A studios. Back the A studios. And then get sure. the get the you know a little more banner right above. Your shoulder there with with both. I like it. I like the I like the A. I like the sign. Good placement right. from the TV. Having never been to your place, uh, I don't know how the rest of the viewing is in that room. But oh, you would like it, cool. Brad. You're welcome over anytime. Well, if you see the blue glow on the right side of my face, that's the the TV, and then I've got the internet lighting. So I've got, I thought that yeah. was just an angel shining on you nonstop. Yeah, I, I'm about three feet from watching uh, Portugal blowing out Switzerland in the World <laughs> Cup. So. All right. All right. On that note, everybody out there, really appreciate all of your comments. You are all the best. Emma Clark back there behind the scenes. Again, I got to always say this without the producers back there, this doesn't happen. Emma is fantastic. Emma and Jacob do an amazing job. Leah as well. 
appreciate all of you. So again, be back with you tomorrow. We got the great Jody Ayler coming on. So again, I go from once again, someone who served in a, and I don't want to diminish what Jody brought to the show, but much like Mike, Mm -hmm. um, Jody, you know, read the scores for shoe and I just like push the buttons. Rob read the scores for us. And all of you mm-hmm. have taken off, and Shu and I are exactly where we've been since 1973. So super proud of Jody. Again, I can't take any credit for it. Uh, Shu and I, you know, maybe Shu gave him some advice, but Jody has done a fabulous job. But there was a time when Jody read the scores uh, during the pre and post game show for Pete Delgado, John Schuster, and I. And now he like you know subs in for Rome and Rich Eisen and. Right. Crazy to see what a good job he's done. So that's another good guest. So you, you always sandwich me around these right. like amazing guests. I'm like, it's like Matt Muehlbach, Rhino. The key, is, the key is to attach yourself to William Brad Alice. If you attach yourself to William Brad Alice, good things happen from there. Well, let's hope because you, yeah, you always surround around these big time guests. Dads who played in the NBA, Brad. All right. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, again, future Division One athlete, though. Not a lot of people have that coming up in the ranks, well, though. I, I don't have the guarantee either, but let's hope. He's big. He measured <laughs> at 5'5 five five yesterday. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. For Brad Alice, I'm Mike Luke. Again, Emma Clark behind. Appreciate all of you. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.